Welcome to the Christian Life Podcast. At Christian Life, we're all about making disciples of all generations. If you'd like to connect with us and find out more about what's going on here, you can find us on Facebook at CLC Gridley, and of course on the web at clcgridley.org. We hope that God speaks to you through the message you're about to hear. Let's dive in together. So I hope you have been, uh, have been getting something out of the last couple of weeks. I hope you've been finding some value there. Uh, we have been... Um, We've really been, been going and talking about, about prayer. You know, and really it's, it's been reminded, obviously this is something every one of us we know we're familiar with, but over the last couple of weeks has been, God has really been confirming in, in my heart, you cannot over-communicate the importance of prayer. You cannot talk too much about how important it is to pray. There's literally no limit to what God can accomplish in, a, in the life of a believer in our lives when we persistently and consistently pray. There's no, no limit to what God can do with you and I when we stand in faith and we believe for God to do the impossible. Not us, but God to do the impossible. When we try and do the impossible, man, we get tired, we get discouraged, we get frustrated, but when we lean on God... When we grab onto, we hold on tight to the faith that we, that we desire to have, man, God comes through and does some incredible things. God does a lot of impossible things in impossible situations, doesn't he? We serve a God that's very good. He is very good at doing impossible miracles in what we would call impossible situations. It's, it's incredible what he does. Would you guys help me out? Well, it was two weeks ago now. I, uh, I was talking with a lady, and she began to tell me about how um, she was retiring early. She, she wasn't planning on retiring yet, but she was retiring early because her husband just got diagnosed with a disease. And as we're having the conversation, and I'm asking questions, we're going back and forth. Uh, you know, we don't know each other very well. You've had passing conversations here and there, but she begins to open up. She begins to tell me that, uh, not only is she retiring early, but they're actually going to be moving out of their house for six months, and they're going to be moving into a hospital because that is her husband. That's what the doctors are saying is her husband's only chance at fighting this disease that he has. And, you know, we're having this conversation, and let's be honest, we've all been there. We've had those conversations. with Some of us, we've walked through that ourselves. We've been the one that's having to go to the hospital like that. But as we're having this conversation with this lady... You know, she's, I noticed real quick, and I think you guys are probably just as good at this as I am, we're really good at picking out, picking up on when someone is saying all the right things, right? She's saying all the things that you'd want to hear. We're going to beat this. We're going to make it, you know, man, you know, but her face and her words were saying something completely different. As she's saying all the right things, I'm looking at her face and what her face was saying is I'm scared. What her face is is saying is, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just tired. So would you guys help me with something? We've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about praying God-sized prayer. We've been been talking about praying bold prayers. All of these things, we've been talking about it for a while, and it's it's not a new thing to any of us. But what may be new to some of us is acting it out and doing something with it. So right now, would you help me? I want to pray for this lady 
And we'll pray for other people also. It's not, you know, I, I know that there is a whole lot more than just this one family that needs help right now. But I want us to exercise those prayer muscles, okay? We'll get a little corny for a second. Let's exercise those muscles in our life. Let's build up this discipline, and let's practice now. When we hear a need, not just, oh yeah, I'll pray for you, and two months later it goes by, you're like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Let's do it. So let's pray right now. God, I thank you. God, I thank you because you are so good. God, that we don't have to know her name. God, we don't have to know the name of her husband. I don't have to know what disease they're fighting. There is nothing that I need to know other than they have a need. God, for me to bring this to you, for us to gather together as a family, to gather together as a church and lift up these people to you. God, so right now, we put them in your hands. God, I don't know whether they have a relationship with you or not. I don't know where they're at. God, God, but I do know that they're in need. God, I do know that your word, we see Jesus model out meeting physical needs and through that, seeing spiritual needs met. So I pray right now that you would step in. God, I pray this family, this woman that served for 30 years working in a job that she loves, that's now given it up to, to go and help her husband fight this disease. God, I pray that you would do what six months in a hospital could in an instant. God, I pray that you would touch his body. God, I pray that you would bring healing to him right now. God, I pray that those six months in a hospital, God, won't be needed. God, I pray that the next doctor's appointment, God, you would show what we know that you can do. On our best days, we know that you can step in in an instant bring healing. I pray, Lord, that you would do exactly that. God, I pray that you would step in in a miraculous way. God, we pray the same thing, God, for everyone, God, connected to our church. God, everyone, God, that, that we know in this place. God, as we're talking about this, other people begin to come to mind. We pray for them as well. I pray that you would touch their bodies, God. God, that you would bring healing in their life, God. God, touch them. We were willing to bring them to you. God, because we were willing to pray. God, I ask also for us. God, I pray that you would speak to us. God, that you would show yourself to us in a new way. God, that when we hear of needs, God, it won't go in one ear and out the other, no matter how good our heart may be. God, but I pray you would burden us, God, with the desire. God, burden us, God, with the God, the, I don't even know what the word is. God, but I pray, Lord, that you would make it so that we couldn't hear a need without praying. God, I pray that when we hear a need, the first instinct is to go to you and to pray. God, not to try and say the right thing, but to pray. Help us, Lord. Develop this inside of us. Amen. Isn't God good? That's the, that's the crazy thing about God, guys, is we don't have to know all the answers. I mean, we've all been in, uh, I'm sure many of us anyways, I guess I can't assume everybody, but we've been in those spots where I have an unspoken prayer request, okay? Oh, like, let's have some faith, let's be willing to share what's going on in our lives so people can pray specific prayers, because I do think there's power in being specific, but the incredible thing about God is, we can pray and he answers. Whether we know all the answers, we know the specifics or not. The other thing that's just, as I was sitting in my office and I'm processing all this, it's blowing my mind, is that God can use us 
to touch someone that may not even know that they should, let alone that they can, bring their need to Him. Isn't that insane? I mean, if you ever needed an example of why God is good, there it is. If I'm going through something, and I don't even know that I should bring it to God, let alone that I, that I can, and you pray for me, that God can touch me and do a miracle. He can provide. He can heal. He can do all of those things that our God does because someone else chose to pray. Because we chose to pray. That gets me fired up. I get a little excited about that. Our God is good. He is, he is a loving God. Here lately, we have been talking about prayer, obviously. We've been talking about prayer a lot, and we have used this book. I know I've brought it to you before. Uh, we are wrapping up our series today, so I'll bring it to you one last time. Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. If you have not picked it up, I would encourage you to. Okay? Use it for what it is. It is a tool. It's not the Bible. It's not God's Word, but God can use people to share a message to us at a time. Um, and if, if you're hearing this, uh, even if you're, if you're not hearing this and it doesn't motivate you to, you know, to get excited and to put an emphasis on prayer for 2020 in your life, but if you are saying, you know what, 2020, I really do feel like God is moving me to, to make prayer an emphasis, do yourself a favor, pick the book up, read through it, and uh, love to talk to you about it if you have any questions. Um, but as we have been going through and talking about prayer, it's just... This is one of those things, like we've talked about, it's a discipline we've got to develop. I want to share a story with you as we get started uh, this, uh, this morning. Uh, there's a Swedish island called Visingso. Visingso, try and spell that. It's Swedish, so it doesn't really get spelled how we would think it would. But, but there's this island, this Swedish island called Visingso, and it's got a unique history I don't know about you, I love history, I love watching all those weird history channel documentaries, I think I've watched every episode of Oak Island and all these crazy history channel shows, I mean they've been going on for like eight years and they still haven't found the treasure, but I still watch every episode because hey, one of these days you never know, anyways, I'm getting off track, (laughs) she's laughing because my wife is like, seriously, you've watched this year for how many, you've watched this show for how many years and they still have found like a button you know, it's, but man, it just grabs you. But, but this island, Visingso, it's got a unique history, and this is, this is what is so unique. It's a Swedish island, and it's covered in oak trees. This is island covered in oak trees, but what makes that unique is oak trees shouldn't be on that island. They don't grow in that island. They're not supposed to be there. How did they get there? That's what makes the story unique. See, in the 80s, uh, the Swedish Navy received a letter from the forestry department saying that your, your lumber order is ready. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can imagine, you and I, can, we can imagine the look of confusion on the Navy's face. I mean, because when was the last time the Navy needed wood? Uh, you know, and they're like, um, what are you talking about? You have how much wood for us? And, uh, you know, they, they begin to do some research and in, the, in their research, we find that in 1829, at the Swedish parliament, they were looking towards the turn of the century, and they were trying to be ahead of the game, and the parliament decided that they should plant 20,000 trees on the island of Visingso because they believed that around the turn of the century, 
there would be a need for oak. And they realized that oak trees take 150 years to mature. So, man, we're going to get ahead of it. We're going to plant those trees, and we're going to be ready when we need them. I mean, that is, uh, you know, I'm a planner. I'm a detail guy. I enjoy that stuff. It gets me fired up. I'm the weird guy that when, you know, the calendar changes, I get my big dry erase calendar, and I, like, plan out the year and go, that's me. Okay, but even to me, that's thinking long. Like, that's, that's thinking ahead. You're ahead of the game if you're planning 150 years in the future. There was one member of the Swedish parliament that uh, objected to this idea, not because he thought it was a bad idea, but he was the lone person that figured, you know what? By then, I think we'll probably be using a different material than wood. Obviously, he was right. But we need to begin to think long. We need to begin to, to dream big dreams, to pray for and believe for big things. I mean, by all means, if you've got a need today, pray for it, right? We've only read the scripture that says pray about everything about 50 times over the last three weeks. You know, we're not going to use it today outside of the reference I just gave you. But by all means, pray about the things that you need in your life today. Take those things to God. But don't stop it today. We need to begin to pray prayers that are in the future. When we talk about thinking long, that's what we're talking about. We're not, when we're talking about praying long, when we're talking about, we're not talking about praying for four hours, okay, if you can do it, go for it. But we're talking about praying dreams, praying prayers that are bigger than we are. You know, I, in my devotions this week, I came across, uh, came across a quote that I want to read to you. It's by A.W. Tozer. And it says this, it says, God is looking for those with whom he can do the impossible. What a pity that we plan only the things that we can do by ourselves. God is looking for people that he can do the impossible with. How sad is it that we only plan on the things that we can accomplish on our own? We need to change that. We need to begin to pray for the future. We need to begin to pray for those things that we can't see, that we can't understand how it's going to come to happen. Prayer empowers us to see what our our eyes can't. See, prayer, you know this as well as I do, prayer doesn't change our, our circumstance, it changes us. It doesn't alter our, well, it doesn't just alter our external reality. What does it do? It alters our internal reality. It opens our eyes to see what our eyes can't. We need to believe and have faith in our limitless God. We need to pray persistently. We need to to be consistent, but we also need to learn to think and pray long. We've talked about the importance of dreaming big. We've talked about the importance of praying hard. We've talked about the importance of praying persistently, praying consistently. We've talked about all this. But dreaming big, praying hard, praying persistently, it can get discouraging, can it? It's hard praying for the same thing day after day when you're not seeing the results. But when it gets discouraging is when we're praying these prayers, but we're not going into it with the understanding that God has a plan. It may not happen today, but it's going to happen. We need to pray with that mindset of the long haul. We need to think long. 
I shared with you guys a dream that God has given me. Dream that, that God has put on my heart. And uh, you know, I shared that with you guys that, that God wants to use me. He wants to use us as a church to help struggling churches. I mean, you think about the beauty of that statement. God wants to use us as we walk through the tough waters and we wade through situations to then turn around and not just like, oh, look, you know, hey, we made it through the other side, woo But he wants to use us to then take those experiences and turn around and help another church walk through the same waters that we've been through. Who better for God to use to do that than us when we're walking through it ourselves? That's how God works. And this is a, a dream that God has to me. But here's the deal. That's not going to happen tomorrow. Now, I sure hope that, that it'll start, right? It's already started. And man, I hope that we take steps towards seeing that dream, towards seeing that vision, towards seeing that goal happen tomorrow. But it's not going to be completed tomorrow. But I know that every day I want to get closer and closer to seeing the fulfillment of God's dream that he's given me. And I want the same thing for you. We need to think long. We need to pray and dream for the future, for what could be. If you've got your Bible, I'd uh, ask you to open up to Daniel chapter 10. If you've got your Bible, turn to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel is yet another example of, uh, I mean, he's an incredible example of what your life, what our life could, and I'll take it a step further, what our life should look like when we develop the discipline of prayer in our life. Daniel is an incredible example of this. Uh, You know, Daniel 10 begins to tell us that Daniel's been praying for three weeks. He's been praying and fasting for three weeks for God to, to show up and speak to him a message for his people. What he's been praying about is he's been praying for his people, their exiles, they were carried away as, as spoils of war, and he's now, you know, God has used him to do some incredible things, but he's praying for his people, and he's praying and fasting for three weeks for an answer, and hadn't come yet. And then we learn that one day, Daniel is walking on the riverbank with his buddies, and uh, he's walking, and he sees an angel, and we know, uh, you can find this in Daniel 10, verses 7 through 8. Daniel's walking. He sees this angel, and he begins to describe the angel. And man, it sounds really cool. And he's describing the angel. And then he turns to his buddies, and they're like, what? You see what? They couldn't see it. And then they book it. And they take off. They leave. And I don't blame them. If we're in a room, and you see an angel, and I don't, My imagination is going to run wild. I've seen way too many horror movies. I am gone. You can stay and figure it out on your own. I'm gone. So I don't blame them at all for getting out of there. But but Daniel, he sees this angel as he's walking on the riverbank, and he walks up to him, and they have a conversation. Verses 12 and 13, that's what we're going to read. It says, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. He was sent to give Daniel a message. 
And he's been journeying for 21 days. He's been fighting to get to Daniel. But Daniel has this conversation with this angel, and they're, they're talking. And he's learning. I mean, don't you think that would be reassuring? You've been praying and fasting for 21 days. No answer. And then you hear this angel say, hey, I've been, I've been coming for 21 days. Since the moment that you started praying, I've been on my way. I don't know about you, that encourages me because there have been some things I've been praying for for a long time. They're big, big dreams. And it's a whole lot easier to keep praying if you think, hey, maybe the answer's on the way. It just hasn't happened yet. 21 days, Daniel's been fasting. 21 days, the answer's been coming. He's praying that his people would be set free. His homeland would be reestablished. My question for each of us this morning is a simple one. What are you willing to pray for for as long as it takes? What are you willing to pray for for as long as it takes? For Daniel, it was his people. What is it for you? What is it that you would be willing to devote your life to praying for if that's what it took? It's a hard question to answer. For some of you, it may be easy because maybe this is something that you've thought about already. As we continue reading and Daniel and this angel have this conversation, we find out that the, the response that Daniel has given is that the thing that he's praying for is not going to happen in his lifetime. It's going to happen, but it's not going to happen in his lifetime. The incredible thing about Daniel is that even after he finds out that he will never physically see what he's praying and believing for, even then, he still continues to pray. As I'm reading through this, I mean, many of us were familiar with the story of Daniel. As I'm reading through this week, studying this part, my respect level for, for Daniel went up so much. Because we've all been there. We've prayed for something. We've prayed for somebody to, to get healed, and they didn't make it. We've prayed for somebody to get healed, and it just didn't happen. We know what it's like to pray for something and not to be able to see it. And it's so hard, after walking through that, to still stay passionate about continuing to pray for the same thing, even though you'll never see it. Make no mistake, it's going to happen, right? Daniel is, Daniel is reassured, hey, what you're believing for, what you're praying for is going to happen. But you won't be around to physically see it. And even still, he continues to pray. It's incredible. If there is one thing that we could grab, that would be it. Continue to pray, even if you know that you'll never see the results. You'll never reap the reward of it actually happening. Continue to pray. That is discipline. That is discipline. Man, it's the beginning of the year. I've fallen into the, the whole group of everybody else saying, 2020 is going to be my year to get healthy, right? To exercise when you're seeing the results, you're like, hey, the scale's going down. I like this. It's easy to keep going. 
when you work out five times this week and you see the scale go up, you're like, what am I even doing with my life right now? Even when we're not seeing the results, can we stick with it? Even when we know, a lot of times we don't get the benefit of having an angel show up. Oh, it's going to happen, but you're not going to see it, right? We, don't, we just don't get a response sometimes. Can we keep praying even still? Man, that is challenging. It's hard. But I believe that's what we're called to. I believe that is something that we get to take on ourselves. Why? Because we can be the person that sets the next generation up for success. We can be the person that, you know, paves the way for... There's all kinds of fun things that we could say, but we've got to be begin to, I mean, part of praying for what we believe to be impossible is continuing to pray until the impossible becomes possible. Even still, Daniel prayed. Few people prayed with more consistency or intensity than Daniel. And what makes his persistence in prayer so remarkable is that he knew his dream of seeing the walls of Jerusalem, seeing his people Come back home. It's going to happen, but he wouldn't see it. You know, actually, over the course of Daniel's life, his commitment to persistently and consistently pray got him in trouble. It put him in some incredible opportunities. If you haven't read through the story of Daniel recently, do yourself a favor, do it. Open your Bible to Daniel and read it will blow you away the conversations, the, the opportunities, the, the spots that he was put in because of the favor of, his, of God because he prayed. But that same thing that opened up incredible opportunities got him in trouble too. Even when laws were passed that said, if you pray, you're going to die, he, consin- he continued to pray. Daniel 6 verse 10 says this, it says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home, knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done giving thanks to his God. Even when there was a law against it. I wasn't planning on saying this, but what if, there was, what if serving Jesus was outlawed? And we can say, oh, that'll never happen in America. I can't tell the future. But what if it was? Will we stay faithful? Would we have the guts to go and worship God with the window open, not worrying about who's going to see us? It takes some faith. His faith got him in trouble, but guess what? His faith also moved God to come through for him too. So again, we return to the question that I asked. What are you willing to pray for for as long as it takes? Even if that means you'll never get to experience it yourself. What are you willing to devote your life to praying for? Daniel had the, the incredible ability of praying with urgency about things that weren't urgent. Right? If we knew, if you and I, if we knew that we were never going to see it, it'd be awful easy to move that down the, the prayer list, right? And well, let's pray for today's stuff, and we'll just kind of, if we get to it, you know, we'll pray for it then. But even the thing that he knew that he would never see, he prayed for consistently, persistently. It's incredible.
I'm going to end this morning with the same statement that, that we started it several weeks ago, is that God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor God. Let that be something you keep at the forefront of your mind over the next couple days. God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor God. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that it's left you feeling loved, encouraged, and challenged to grow. If we can help you grow in your walk with Jesus, please connect with us on Facebook or on our website. We would ask that you subscribe and rate this podcast so that we can continue to stay up to date with you on what's happening here at Christian Life and so that others can hear. We'll see you next week on the Christian Life Podcast.